episode of Two Men No Hope. I'm Daniel Say and back from his holiday and uh, still as pale as ever is Jamie Maltman. How you doing man? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. Um, um, we've got a we, uh, guest here. We brought a guest with yeah. us. Yeah, Jamie's guest. I'll let you introduce him, Jamie, as you uh, sort it out. I did nothing. Um, this is Chuck. <laughs> um, he's come over from the USA again, another guest from the US. He's from the world of Tell Him Steve Dave. He's a fellow podcaster. He's a show uh, writer. Is that the yeah. best way to put it? I mean, I you know, I, uh, I I'm, I'm a filmmaker, and so I do a lot of the video projects to Tell Him Steve Dave, um, and I'm the producer on the podcast Tuesdays with Stories with uh, Mark Norman and Joe List, two comics, and uh, yeah, I'll, mostly filmmaking. And then I, I do my own podcast, Fun Bearable. So podcasting, filmmaking stumbling through life with no idea what's happening <laughs> next you know that kind of stuff busy because we um jamie tells me that tell them steve dave were moaning saying they could never get hold of you and then here you are in oz <laughs> <laughs> they always do say that they do say like i don't know chuck's really busy especially quinn have you noticed that he always says like yeah he always says i actually <laughs> a little too hollywood for him now <laughs> yeah that's right he does say that we have a meeting coming up next week, me and Quinn. I'm very excited for it, so hopefully that'll uh, that'll go well. Yeah, so we're, we're coming for Tell Them Steve Dave. We're taking all their guests. We've got Brian yeah, right. who <laughs> works with them. That's Can it. I ask you guys an interesting question? <laughs> sure. Tell Them Steve Dave, they have so many fans from the UK. Don't you feel like that? It's mm. so strange. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> with um, T- They were actually the first podcast I listened to. Mm-hmm. And then my bro- me and my brother were both into them, and that's what got us into podcasting at the beginning. And then the more people that I've spoke to about podcasting, everyone is a TSD fan. Yeah, it's crazy. Majority. Yeah, actually, the they way have that a I, huge British following. The, yeah, the way that I started filming for them was that they were doing a the live Gramercy show in 2016, and mm. I kept seeing all these posts online that people were actually flying in from England to go to the yeah. show. And there was no plans for them to film it or anything. That's and so I kind of pushed my way in the door because I thought that was insane. Um, and uh, but yeah, I was like, people are coming from other countries to do this. You guys should be documenting this. And luckily we did. But <laughs> yeah, it's always been interesting. It seems like there's a lot of people uh, around the world that listen to Tell Him Steve Dave, and it's it's just interesting because I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm in the world of podcasting, and to yeah. me, they're the ones that really have listeners from all over the place. Yeah, there mm. is, is a, it's a big mix of people, I yeah. always think, as well. For sure. Yeah. I um I personally haven't listened to him yet. <laughs> Tell him Steve Dave, like really? the odd one out. Yeah, no, I, I um, because of doing this, and then I work quite long hours, I only get, like, a certain amount of time to listen to a podcast. Yeah. So I, I normally listen to ones about food or, like, celebrity interviews, which I listened to your episode with um, Jason Lee. Oh, when yeah. When you did the that pan. Was- that's fun. Oh, I love that. I love that guy so much. So I was like, as soon as I saw you had him in an episode, I was like, stick that one straight yeah. away. Yeah, that was crazy. He was so nice. We're actually, so we're do. That was a uh, you know we were doing it. Um, I was moderating for his panel with Ethan Supley, Supley, I guess, at uh, Rhode Island Comic Con, and I just found out. I think I'm going to be moderating for Joey Lauren Adams 
from uh, Chasing Amy at a con in oh like yeah. two weeks, which would be awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How do you um how do you get into something like that? Like doing, I just assumed that the the panels were people from the actual venue, not like like an outside yeah. sort of source. Uh, I think that basically, as as cons like conventions, like pop culture conventions, comic conventions, as they've grown, I think that they probably have teamed up with a lot of different people who do podcasts and interviews. I'm also a journalist; like I write for a lot of uh, magazines in Rhode Island about the food scene here. So I had that kind of background, and I had the uh, the podcast background and a live comedy background from doing live comedy with my buddy Brad. We do live two man shows, and the people at the cons that we reached out to were kind of like, oh, this person might be able to, to handle some of this stuff. So they, we, I honestly, I was just like, let's start trying to moderate at cons. And so we just started putting together like a bio email and sending out. And honestly, I don't know, like if there was a changeover of when podcasting got big and when these cons started getting podcasters to do it, but it seems pretty common now, but we've been working with the same company. It's altered reality that does, uh, the Rhode Island Comic Con that we do and the other ones that we're working on right now. We've been working with them for like six years or something like that. And uh, mm. it's been a really, it's been an awesome partnership, but we just kind of fell into it. Like I was like, ah, why don't we just do this? I didn't even know if we could. I just, that's kind of my thing is I like to be like, hey, there's no reason I should be doing this. What do you think? Can I do it? <laughs> and people are like, I guess so. That's how Tell Steve Dave works. You know what I mean? They were like, they yeah, have no exactly. plans to film it. And I'm just like, you guys should be filming it. I'll meet you there. And they're like, uh, <laughs> I guess, okay. You know? <laughs> Amazing. How That's was it um, getting Walt on the screen for the first time? Was he awkward or was he okay? Walt? So now he doesn't like it. I know. I mean, this. I mean, it's funny because I didn't know Walt at all at the time, but I had heard him talk on the podcast about how he doesn't like to do live episodes. Mm. And... He still feels that way. Like, all the time, Brian's bringing up, like, oh, we could do this, so we could do this, and uh, he's totally not down. I don't know how they got him to do that that original one, but they did a they did a small tour at that time, I think, too, right? Like they did, yeah, like they a, did, yeah. With, like, with and it Kevin. really put him off. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how they got him to do it at the time. Maybe he wasn't sure if he'd like it, and that confirmed that he doesn't. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's funny, like, so with the podcast, uh, the podcast I produce, Tuesdays with Stories, we just did a live episode at the Gramercy in New York, which is the same place that I filmed for Tell Him Steve Dave. And there were a lot of comments on YouTube that are like, live podcasts suck, like they're not as good as the, reg the regular podcast. And there is a difference of like, in a podcast setting, you feel comfortable talking to people and having fun conversations. And in a live yeah. setting, there is this weird pressure of like, I got to come up with like a punchline right now to make everyone laugh. And it does kind of change the feeling of what it is. Yeah, I hmm. suppose because with a normal podcast, you can chop it and make it feel a lot more like uh, like a lot of the time when, when I'm editing, I'll do a lot of fumbling and bumbling when, in the actual real life. But then when it actually comes to the episode, I've, I sound like smooth as anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I also think I think that when you're podcasting, if you got if you talk for a minute and there's no laughs, it's OK because you're having a conversation. But live on mm. stage, that feels weird. It feels yeah. weird to just that talk for a little out. bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I um I was thinking about that today because I was thinking to myself, like, oh, how can we get the podcast like seen more and stuff like that? And I was like, oh, I live quite near Edinburgh. I was like, there's loads of like open mics I should do 
but I know full well that I'd get up, I'd go like bright red like a fucking tomato, and then I'd just forget everything, and I would just stand there like a deer in headlights, and I'm like, nah, that's not... <laughs> that might bring some attention to the, the podcast. podcast. Film yeah, it, yeah. put it on the podcast, oh, and comment on the set. Fucking <laughs> oh, yeah, I just couldn't... Oh, man. I don't know how people do it. Like, I listened to um, uh, Bad Friends with yeah. um, Bobby Lee, and uh, he yeah. says... Every time he's like, oh, when I go on stage, it's shit. He's like, every time it's shit. And he's like, I don't care when I come off stage. And everyone says how good it went and how funny I was. It was shit. I hated it. I fucking, it was terrible. And everyone's <laughs> just like, but he's the funniest fucking guy. And I'm like, oh, maybe it won't be that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's such a different skill, the idea of doing stand-up and doing and podcasting. I mean, even, that's one of the reasons that I gravitate towards uh, two-man live comedy shows because I feel like I prefer a dialogue and I prefer a back and forth and that kind of build. Mm. But the idea of going on with a singular voice and being like, uh, I'm going to come up with my own, you know, viewpoints and punchlines and all that stuff. It's, it's a lot, it's a lot difficult. It's a lot more difficult for me to wrap my head around that, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. I'd, I'd rather we, we have s- someone to jump off of. Yeah. We spoke about that. Cause a, a listener actually asked us, would we ever do, um, like live up? And we both said that there's there's no way we're both um, comedic by like what we've done. We're like a story based comedy. It's not we don't make anything up. It's because we're both idiots that it's funny because we've done these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, so we can't understand how people come up with like their routines and that. And it's just like it just baffles me. I, I can't even get my head around it. I used to do stand up uh, with my buddy Brad. We used to, we kind of were like, let's try stand up together. And we did it together and we would help each other write. And um, it is tough. And I, you know, like I said, I work with a lot of stand ups. And um, I mean, even right now, like we're working on this show that we're doing pretty soon where it, the, the bit is that my buddy Brad is like a terrible artist. He's, it's, it's disgusting. Like it could be a hate crime. You know, before this, you said nothing <laughs> racial. This is worse. If we showed the if we showed one of his drawings here, you'd have to blur it out just for no reason, just because it's so despicable. Uh, you'd have new rules on your pocket. No Brad, no racism, no Brad drawings. Um, they're so bad. And what we do is he'll draw every scene from a movie, and I'll take what those drawings look like to me, and I'll write a new narration of the movie. And so we'll go to a comedy club, and we'll headline the comedy club with that as a bit. So we're gonna do Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Bradley Drawn. That's the name of the show is Bradley Drawn. Oh, and that's cool. it's it, it's actually it's tough what you're talking about. It's tough even looking page to page because I'm like, okay, this looks like shit, this looks like shit, and like here's a little <laughs> joke. But like what can we do to make this funny? Because we do want this to have a lot of different types of humor. We can't just be making fun of the drawings the whole time. And yeah. one of the things in it in this in the bit is that Brad is the one that has to read my narration. So I write it in his voice. So there's a lot of jokes about Brad that build and, and, and kind of repeat and get bigger throughout the, the whole show. And it's the same thing, though, where you're just kind of like you're looking at that blank page and that cursor is blinking and you're like, I don't know where the hell to go. I think the answer is just like <laughs> what we call word vomit, where you just like write, write, yeah. write. Because we know this isn't going to end up in it. No, no stakes, no bad ideas. And you just like, you know, type, 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 type and let whatever come out and see where it brings you. Yeah, yeah, mm. for sure. It's got to be the way to do it. Yeah. I was um, listening to your last episode on uh, From Bearable, mm. and 
you brought out Dr. Genius. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant notions with Dr. Genius. <laughs> and um, <laughs> basically, Dan, he was like pitching ideas to the other co-hosts on like things to do in the future for like the podcast and stuff like that. Even oh, okay. inventions together. Yeah, just in yeah, general things, and it was absolutely hilarious from start to finish. <laughs> oh man! And that's all I was thinking of as you was talking there. I was thinking, I wonder whether this come up in one of them. Or... <laughs> oh man, I <laughs> love that stuff. I, I mean, I think that the, the heart of comedy is someone doing something the wrong way, or interpreting something the wrong mm. way, or looking mm. at something the wrong way. That's always going to be the heart of comedy. Even stand up, it's going to be saying, "Okay, everyone knows about this thing." Here's my take on it, whether the comedian on stage is looking at it the wrong way or they're saying the world is looking at it the wrong way. Every, comedy is always about doing the wrong thing to me. And you can have like mm. a dumb character saying stuff and a, and a straight man or whatever. But yeah, brilliant notions with Dr. Genius. I just I came up with a couple ideas that I knew were terrible. And my buddy Ray, <laughs> who is uh, my co-host, one of my co-hosts, Ray Harrington, there's no one that like cuts me up and makes fun of me better than ray is the funniest thing in the world and just <laughs> seriously like throwing him bad ideas is like you know he's babe ruth and we were teeing him up with like a little softball uh toss <laughs> and yeah like one of my ideas was a translation burrito like if you go to mexico mm. and you don't know how to speak spanish and you don't want to be embarrassed and have everyone know you're a tourist it's this device that fits inside a, a tortilla and you speak into it, and it translates it into Spanish. <laughs> um, and that's a translation burrito. And I, I'm like, I'm like, here's my, you know, and I'm just bringing my inventions and my ideas to, to Ray and Brad. And, man, did, did they hate them. <laughs> oh, I, think I, I have to go listen now. We did a little bit like that, but in a more like a, we did the, um, do you know who Jimmy Savile is? Oh, yeah. God, we're not going down. <laughs> I'm not, I uh, know, no. So I was saying about, <laughs> <laughs> about terrible toys that could be invented that would be fine when he was alive but would be terribly inappropriate now so one of my best ones was um tickle me savile <laughs> so it'd be like tickle me elmo but it's jimmy savile when you tickle it yeah i'm not oh, gonna go into more on that that but, was like um, episode three <laughs> yeah i love it i love and i got like I, I got a lot of people saying that i should have cut it and we left it in and everyone no no one's even mentioned it so <laughs> that's why I got away with it. I think right? we got away with it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I'll re highlight it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. It's gone back again. That's great. Oh yeah. Um, what we got an American on? Did you um? Have you been following the the stuff with Bud Light? Yeah, I have. It's I crazy. was laughing this morning because um, Delaney or whatever her name is has now come out as a lesbian. Oh boy. So she's basically, it's, it's a man now in a dress because he, he was gay and now he's a trans woman and now he's a lesbian. So he was a so gay, yeah, he was gay before. He was a gay man, then trans, that, now a gay yeah. woman, right? Yeah, which that's makes pretty, him I mean, that's a man. pretty fun. You're very, you, you, you're kind of very experienced, like... That person has way more experience <laughs> from every direction than any other human. That's like yeah. full circle, isn't it? Like that's pretty good. Way back. Yeah. yeah. That's I, like um, I, just had this, I just had this image of the next thing when he, uh, he or she, whatever he is now, <coughs> comes out. He's going to look like Randy Savage. Like he's just going to pump himself full of like testosterone and he's just going to be like roided up. 
and then he's gonna come out and be like, like fucking screaming because he's gone, <laughs> he's gone full circle. My, my buddy Ray <laughs> actually had an awesome take because you know how people use the term virtue signaling. Virtue no. signaling. Never heard that before. You never heard that before. No. no. Virtue signaling is typically used for like when someone is uh, very progressive and they they post something online and they say something like, I think it's so beautiful that blank, blank, blank. And they're just kind of like uh, they're basically like saying a positive thing about a progressive thing. And a lot of like right wing people use the term virtual signaling to like kind of say like, oh, you're just kind of like basically in a really false way, taking your ideals and putting them out there just for everyone to clap for you. And Ray was like, there's no bigger version of virtue signaling than Chris Rock taking a machine gun and shooting those <laughs> those Bud Light cans. Like, that's a good definition of virtue signaling, if anything is. So funny. Oh, well, that's fucking, that was so good. Yeah. I thought that was fake when I first saw it, and I was like, oh, no, that yeah, that definitely is him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out. Like, fuck me. So good. But how would you go from, do you remember the old advert for Bud Light with... Um, uh, Van Dam. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where he's uh, he's in like the mountains in the snow in like flip flops or so. Yeah, that was fucking oh, that's great. That's Coors Light, isn't it? That's not Bud Light. Is that that's was Coors that? Light. I thought it was Bud yeah. Light. See, we're t- if we're talking Bud, we're talking the 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 toads, right? The yeah, Budweiser toads and the ferrets. I thought n- I thought that was Budweiser the toads. Yeah, well, Bud- Budweiser is Wiser. Bud Light. Yeah. Bud Budweiser is the main beer, and Bud Light is their light version. Yeah. Uh. I don't drink either, so. <laughs> 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 I especially don't anymore, but yeah, so that's why. I used to love that advert with the, that was like the old sausage advert. I don't suppose you got that in America, the uh, wool sausages. No, I don't think so. Uh, it was a guy talking to his dog and he was like, he was like, say sausages. And the dog was going like, wolves. So no, sausages. <laughs> wolves. Let's <laughs> see if I can find that's it. Such a Bri- it Br- that is such a British reference. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've like made people really old as well. Like fucking, that must have come out when I was a kid. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I miss. I love. I love the, Bud, like, the, the Budweiser frogs and the ferrets. Those are the best. Yeah, mm. adverts aren't like that anymore. They're really crap. Like half the time, you don't even know what they are. Yeah, you know I mean, you're just watching it and waiting. I love them. I they feel like back in like the, the late '90s or mid '90s. Companies used to be like, ah, we have an advertising budget. Let's give some of the money to someone like weird with a specific like idea, and they'll come up with something that's kind of funny and quirky that might grab people's attention. Yeah. Um, there was a there's a sandwich chain in the United States that doesn't really exist anymore called Quiznos. I don't know if you guys had that. Oh, I used to love Quiznos. I, it, yeah. I love Quiznos. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they had the Quiznos, these little like hamster characters that would sing during the commercials. Have you ever seen these commercials? <laughs> no, oh, look them up. They're, no. they're, they're fucking bizarre. And they're just like, they're pitched up like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Like it's someone singing and they took his voice and they made the pitch way higher. And they just like sing these really simple songs about Quiznos. And they're super funny. They're super quirky. They're bizarre. And I'm like, I missed that time in advertising. That's fun. That's I, I like yeah. weird stuff like that. That's funny. Yeah, Those ones are always the ones. Out. What was there was an advert for uh, Mini, where it was a guy, uh, t- was it two old men driving down the countryside, and they w- they had a big fish, and they were slapping people as they drove past with a big fish. 
pointless for the for a mini car, but it was so funny. I still remember that. It's brilliant. Getting I love the fish. That. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I I don't even know. I I don't even look at the adverts now because they're fucking pointless. Yeah, but, um, we're in a streaming world now. I don't think I've seen an advert in about ten years. It's <laughs> oh, tough. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I added an extra email in just purely because it's already happened, and it's mostly for Jamie. So he had listener. Um, so we're from a place called Luton, which is down near London. And um, this listener says, Luton's chances for the premiership today. How are you guys feeling about it? I don't like Luton, so I'm just going to leave that for Jamie for a couple of minutes and then we'll move <laughs> on. <laughs> um, we got in. We're in the prem. Premiership football. First time in 30 years. Or it might even be longer than that. They're the only team that's gone right down to the bottom division and come all the way back, all the way to the top, which is near impossible. They got out of Wrexham's league. They're much better. They're, uh, that's well, okay. give, give them a season, they'll be back. Next down year, there, they're going to get smashed because yeah. uh, there's too many good teams in the Premiership. But <laughs> it was a good win to take this year. That's all I'm saying. Because I'm not even a Luton fan either. So no, but <laughs> he was watching it while I was in Portugal, which is ridiculous. How you found a bar? Yeah. in Portugal playing that. It was a FA. It was a cup final. All the Irish bars were playing it. Ridiculous. I was absolutely um, smashed watching that. <laughs> so, so we get all sorts of questions, and this one, this listener says, possibly the most boring question ever asked, but I know you guys say any question is acceptable. So I don't know how... Well, you say you you do a, a lot of food stuff. So this listener says, Air fryers, are they as much as they're cracked up to be? All my friends are, friends are in the mid-30s, like myself, and it seems to be the talking point. Should I buy one? Do you guys have one, and would you recommend it? I fucking love my air fryer. Everyone loves air fryers. I mean, I don't... So, I'll, so when I was younger, my parents didn't have a toaster we had a toaster oven you know so it was oh, like yeah, a we small little oven thing and so that's mm-hmm. where you'd heat up like pizza so that it stays crispy and stuff like that is an air fryer basically like a toaster oven that's like a little bit better is that what it is yeah i use i use yeah. mine as a toaster <laughs> yeah right you same, can, in an air thing. fryer you can almost cook everything yeah cakes <laughs> i do meat burgers steaks everything really? in mine everything yeah so, like, I, I need to get one. Everyone's telling me about it. I went to my friend's house. I had some roasted broccoli. It was delicious. They're like, ah, I put it in my air fryer. And the thing is, I've never seen one, so I'm picturing a fryer. I don't know if there's oil, but I'm sure there's not. But I he, they explained it to me, and it sounds like a, a toaster oven. Yeah. it's ba- yeah. You can get – we have a company called Ninja. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if it's – in. It must. I think it might be in America. And they yeah, we do. do loads of different ones. So you have one. They actually do one that is like a toaster oven that is like a – a door that swings down and yes, you put yeah. all your tray stuff in it. Yeah. But normally it's like a bucket with a tray that you pull out. It's just basically like a mini uh, fan oven. That's what it is. No, that's, I, I would love that. I got to get one. I, I know I have to get one. I'm terrible at cooking. You know, I, I, I eat out all the time and I, I got to get one. Yeah. It saved my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm so bad at cooking, it's unreal. And the missus absolutely like does everything for me. And um, you look like a man, baby. I like that. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> I get told that a lot. That's brilliant. 
Hey, That's hey, hey, same boat. I need to be taken care of. Someone needs to burp me, change my diaper, put me to bed. Oh, man. I need somebody. Honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I, I remember so every few months, Charlotte would give me an ultimatum. She'll be like, oh, you got you got to make sure you cook something tonight or do some dinner this week. And I'll be looking at her thinking, fuck me, what am I going to do? <laughs> and now I've got an air fryer. I just marinate some chicken, throw it in the fucking air fryer. I do some rice and I'm done. And that's all. I like that. That's great. No, I, I got to get one. I got to get one. I I love roasted vegetables. Um, I've kind of yeah. been on like a, not, I don't want to say a health kick, but I'm trying to eat better. I lost like 35 mm-hmm. pounds, like just walking and like changing my diet over to vegetables and fruits and stuff like that. Oh, well done, man. But That's good. 35 pounds. Yeah. It's like, dude, I, I uh, and, I, and all I'm eating is like, I basically eat fresh fruits and I steam broccoli. Every, I'm not even kidding. Every day I steam a ton of broccoli and just eat it. But I I should get an air fryer because then I can roast broccoli, all the other stuff, all the other vegetables that I can like you know actually roast with. Because I I'm not a huge fan of steamed carrots. I'm not a huge fan of steamed other vegetables. But if yeah. it's roasted, I'll I'll eat anything. It's funny you're saying about that because yeah. I saw um, a clip of uh, guy on Joe Rogan. He was saying that he did the um, chicken and steamed broccoli diet. And he yeah. was said after two weeks, he stopped snoring, like all his skin cleared up, like he had loads of energy and stuff like this. And I'm like, that's mental. That's actually mental. Just from those oh, two I, items. Honestly, honestly, it's it's weird because like I'm not one of those people that wants to be super extreme where it's like I'll never eat fast food again. I'll never eat this. Like, but I did go. So like where everything that I buy now is vegetable, fruit, protein. I don't buy any like yeah. like chips or like well chips to you are French fries, but I mean like potato chips, like crisps, right? I think you call oh. them crisps, mm-hmm. crisps, crisps. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah. cookies crisps, yeah. or like snacks. I don't buy any of that stuff. I'm like, if I want a snack, I'm gonna eat almonds and strawberries and blueberries, and it's a much more boring life. Um, I want to <laughs> take my own life every day. I see pizza on the TV <laughs> and I put a gun under my mouth, um, <laughs> but um, but I try to do that most of the time, you know. Yeah, nice, definitely. I, um, what are you can say. I can tell because I've just come back from Portugal. I had ten days of eating and drinking and totally indulging in everything that I shouldn't be indulging in. And um, prostitutes, cocaine. <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> um, the difference in my body when I come back was fucking insane, and I was just like. I was sitting on the sofa yesterday, just like a. Just wheezing. I felt like a beluga whale <laughs> had just been like pushed on into the fucking front room, and someone was like just doused me in water. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" So today, I went chicken and rice, which is my normal go-to because I'm always on a health kick because I'm overweight. And um, chicken and rice, bit of broccoli, yeah. and I felt much better this afternoon tell tell me about this portuguese food i'm so jealous i love portuguese food i, I come from a heavy portuguese population in rhode island um in, in the okay. u.s and uh man uh, what did you have in portugal tell me about it uh portugal japanese food. i think like the, the yeah <laughs> well i had japanese food the first night yeah. the first night yeah that's yeah right. that's all right gotta ease into it um the port because we we stay in a place just that's like a bit more rural where my uh, my missus has a villa out there mm. and um it's like grilled meats basically grilled meats and grilled fish 
lot they put chips and salad with everything. So well, uh, French fries and salad yeah. with everything. Like no matter what you put on the plate or ask for, they will give you chips and salad. I I love it. the steak with the vinegar and the fried egg and the fried potatoes mm. under it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, bacana, mm. bacana steaks. <laughs> oh my, really God. good. Damn. And then peri- they do like a piri piri chicken, which in the UK we have like a really creamy version of that, mm-hmm. which is like totally different. In over there, they they brush it with like piri piri oil instead, and they huh. grill it. And you have like a half a chicken, and that's like their signature dish. Damn, and it's banging. Oh, they have like loads of chicken shacks about, and I'm just going around eating all the all the chickens in fucking Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> I like picturing you in like a two person convertible, but the next seat is just the chickens from each place, and you're just like, I'll <laughs> oh, just yeah. compare them. Oh, all. Yeah. I'll take a bite of each. Yeah, I love that. That's great. My family was taking the piss out of me because they was like, in the daytime I'd be eating chicken and chips. Yeah. In the evening. It would either be chicken and chips or I'd be eating steak and chips. Oh. And then everyone else would be like trying to mix it up and have different like fresh uh, fish and stuff. I was like, no, nah, I'll just have a steak. Oh, too good. <laughs> I love that vinegar hey, Eat what steak. you like, man. Eat yeah. what you like. There was a, there's actually a Mexican place near my house. Um, and, you know, it, it, they do like the typical like burritos and tacos and stuff. But they have a Portuguese steak burrito, and it comes with French fries and vinegar oh, no. and the steak. It's so good. Peppers and onions. I love it. Mm. Oh, man. They do this thing as well, which is called a covert. I don't know whether you'd get it over there, which is like you get bread. Instead of a starter, you have like a bread. You have garlicky mushrooms. Not mushrooms. Um, carrots. Mm-hmm. In like a garlicky vinaigrette. Oh, yeah. And then you'd have like a, sa- a sardine paste and loads of different things like that. It's really, Damn. really odd like combination of foods. That's but then when you put it all together, it's really good. It's like insanely good. Wow, that sounds great. I yeah. can't imagine you eating that. That sounds like, like the exact opposite of what you would eat. Uh, mate, I would surprise you. I would surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been going there many years now. so That's awesome. Oh, yeah, I suppose, yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, I think the verdict there is to uh, to uh, buy an air fryer. <coughs> yeah, I think I, I'm in. I'm yeah. on. You guys sold. You yeah, guys yeah. should be. You know what? Yeah. Bud Bud Light has the new trans thing. I think the air fryer should get you two guys to to start pushing it on people. <laughs> Mate, I would have. Whether that would be good or bad, we don't know. It might go viral. I'll just use it like a man child. You know what I mean? Fucking chicken nugget and chips. Whack it all in together. Give it a shake. It's done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your face put me in a nappy in the kitchen. On the air fryer and Kid Rock <laughs> takes out a machine gun and starts shooting you guys right between the eyes. <laughs> I bet he has a, I bet he has an air fryer. He seems like a pretty lazy man, you know what I mean? Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> um right, so this emailer um has emailed before. Uh he wanted to move his family to Dubai because that's where he worked, he come back to the UK. Um, he's now over in Dubai. Um, oh, well, it's, so he says, So I thought you'd like to know I brought my family to Dubai. We are doing a seven-week trial to see how we get on. The kids are having... Uh, the kids are being homeschooled for the time, and the wife is on sabbatical, so it's a long holiday for the family while he's working, unfortunately. Um, my work are enjoying me living out here, and the cookouts with the team have uh, kicked a few times already. 
So life seems pretty good at the moment. I'd like to thank you and our previous guests that helped him out before. So he says, the problem is, so my oldest daughter is 16 and she has made good friends with my colleague's son on the complex. I'm slightly concerned it could end up being more than it should be as he is 17 and boys are going to be, well, let's face it, dogs at that age. <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I do not want to be overprotective father, but I always need... But I also need the boy to know my daughter is not a free-for-all. On top of this, it's a colleague's son, so I cannot be overly aggressive, which is my usual tactic. Always appreciate the help. Oh, that's the problem when you've got a daughter, isn't it? That's the, uh, Damn. the go-to, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> that's really <laughs> tough, man. It is. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean... I, I, it's funny because it's such an uncomfortable conversation to have in the first place with just a random dude. I mean, I'm the type of person, like, let's say if I had like a daughter and I was like, all right, there's some guy, you know, sniffing around. We got to we got to have a talk with this guy. I'm not the type of guy to be like overbearing anyway. But like, what do you say? What do you say to a, to a dude like that? Oh, you know, what? here's what he should say. He should be like, here's what he should do. This is my advice. Go to the guy, kid, and be like, I just want to say thank you for dating my daughter. Like, obviously, she has that really extreme gonorrhea thing, and so a lot of people <laughs> don't want to date her. So I just want to thank you for, for taking her out and spending time with her because it's been really hard to find somebody uh, since that happened, <laughs> especially since they talked about it on the local news because they've never seen such a, uh, <laughs> an extreme strain before. Um, so really big ups to you. I mean, be careful, you know, wear gloves, even when you put your hand on her shoulder, but <laughs> thank you so much for taking her out. That's the way to go. I think. And so then don't like, worry gift about the him smell. a pair of silk white gloves, just gift him a pair of silk white gloves. And then whenever it. the sun sees you near her, you have to be like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? And like, you're standing far away. <laughs> like you're nervous. <laughs> Like you're standing behind it going like, oh, no, don't. Get away, get away. <laughs> you, you hold your nose even for some reason. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, when, if, if I were kids, I've always said that I'd like to have a daughter, but that's the, I always make fun of people at work that have, I think a guy's just had one. I'm like, oh, better get that baseball bat ready for when she starts bringing fellas home. But what can you do, really? I mean, yeah. Back then, you could be quite aggressive, but but the way things are going now, if you said anything think, or did anything, it's like a backlash, isn't it? Yeah, I think if anything, you push a, push the daughter away if you if you push too hard. Yeah. I think maybe do. Do you know? Much, I sent this to you, Dan, when you showed me the email, like the scene from Bad Boys Two where the boyfriend turns up. <laughs> And they just have like a quiet little intimidation moment at the front door. <laughs> yeah, there's well, about eight of them in there, like in the front room. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's tough because like if we're being realistic, if you had a if you had a so do you, either of you have kids? No, no. Okay, no. If you had a son, how old are you guys right now? Thirty-five. Okay, so let's say you Bastard. had a son who was like you know seventeen-ish, and he's out there, and let's say he's cool. And he's slaying, and he's got some girls. And you're, are you giving him high fives? Are you psyched for it? I think I would be, right? Mm, I think so. Yeah, yeah, you I, would. So, say, yeah. so that's weird. So we sh we should kind of think that 
it's okay in the other direction as well, right? Like that's the other yeah, thing. It it's be. like if if we're trying to be progressive and stuff like that, it's like, you know, you do you don't want to make it weird that your daughter is like out there having experiences and dating and doing things too. So it's tough, man. That's really tough. It is tough. Yeah, I um, I think so the, give her some the, high the, fives. <laughs> for, for slaying it i think the thing is though is that like if she gets pregnant then she's the one that's dealing with it right i think that's the opposite like the guy's going out there and he's flinging it about but if your daughter goes out once and messes about and comes back that's you know 18 lo- years of if she keeps it which you hope she that's would true. do I, that's that's I why you're a bit sort of that's, that's true <laughs> you're right i, I, I never know. thought about it from that perspective but you're right like if you are dealing with uh, a young woman, I guess you are like, well, if there is a pregnancy thing, like this guy can just bounce and be, he's gone, yeah, and you're mm. actually stuck with this. That's a tough one. Maybe you do the, maybe you do the the traditional safe sex talk, and uh, maybe you even bring up this point, like, hey, this guy might be gone tomorrow. You're gonna send him a picture of that that pregnancy test, and it, they're gonna say, oh, his phone <laughs> is no longer in service. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then they are in Dubai and everyone over there is like filthy rich so you just be like you know yeah get on it get you know what I mean if he knocks it up put a ring on it yeah that's true too <laughs> I mean what are they doing in Dubai all I know of Dubai is the Fast and Furious movies they jump from building to building in one of them I <laughs> there's a lot of sand as well from the uh, Mission Impossible movie when he was over there they yep. just have loads of money isn't it quite a new town as well isn't Dubai like a new city that's Oh, it's basically it's made bit, of money, it isn't it? Was, in the 80s, it was like a shell. And now, like, oil money has, like, built this entire basic, basic, like, fucking industry over there. And all the influencers and all that guy over there. It's, it's a huge thing now. Damn. It's huge. I saw um, Will Smith was over there because they've got the world's deepest swimming pool. Like, mm. it's ridiculous. Like, you have to wear, like, scuba gear to go down it. And it has, like buildings and that in there that you can go and swim through and then it's got levels where you can sit and have a coffee and watch people swim down this swimming pool it's fucking crazy absolutely that's mental. cool i like that yeah, yeah. if you, if, you know, if you my do, daughter is banging money. the if my daughter is banging the kid whose dad owns the world's largest swimming pool <laughs> i'm like you know i'm stealing her underwear so she has to go without panties and <laughs> just saying hey do what you can get the lock this guy into our family Get me some free t- That's what over here when your your kid starts dating someone that works at like an ASDA, you're like, get me the discount when you're going in there, please. Oh, is your boyfriend working? So yeah, I can't. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's the the uh, money difference of the UK to Dubai, isn't it? Uh, just give me right. a discount, ten percent. Get that's a fine, cine- get it. a cinema card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, free cinemas. Yeah, it's fucking expensive the cinema. Get me a free one. <laughs> yeah, no, funny. I was thinking of like. How how I would talk to my daughter would like because that's what the right thing to do right is to sit her down and have the talk and mm. say to her you know blah 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 this is what's going to happen use your own judgment if anything happens it's you know it's your responsibility it's not mine if you if that happens that's your your sort of thing and then just just to trust her but I was like how could you because everyone when they talk to their kids are really awkward aren't they like it's like I don't want to talk to my kid about sex. Yeah. So I was like, how could I? So I was like, what you should say to her is like, um, so there's going to be guys out there with with screwdrivers coming to take off your uh, training wheels of your bike. And once they get their wheels off, you don't want to become a bicycle because then everyone wants to ride. 
and some <laughs> of those screwdrivers are pretty dirty out there as well. So uh, be careful of who you let ride ride on the on the old seat, and always wipe it after they've been on it. And then, uh, <laughs> and then just give yeah, her a but your daughter is like, hold on, and she's trying to track the metaphor, <laughs> but it keeps. And like also, don't forget, you got to blow up the wheels once in a while, oil up the uh, the gears, and you're there, she's like, what? what are you talking about? <laughs> If you don't, I feel uh, as though you know, your kid's going to be in therapy, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> your, your chain's going to sag and things. You know what I mean? It's a, uh, it's a your slippery road. Yeah. Sag. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, you just got to trust them. Really. I mean, kids, uh, old, uh, they grow up quicker now, right? They're in there in schools. They get taught different things than we did, mm. and you've just got to. Uh, let them get on their way and if like i said if it happens it happens and it's there to deal with i do um, think you can get a good judgment of the guy as well if you if you yeah. let them get a little bit more involved in something you do like say, they say they do cookouts and all that stuff spend a little time around him and see the judgment of the guy because if he's a dickhead you're going to be able to tell he's a dickhead pretty quickly that's true yeah because i was a dickhead and i got sussed a few times <laughs> by a few dads <laughs> That's, that, that makes sense, but I but I, see here's the thing is like I'm not a dickhead. I'm very charming, but oh boy, as soon as that dad turns his back, oh my god! <laughs> so so I don't know. I don't even know if that helps. You start clicking at like the predator. <laughs> like I have a little halo around my head, but then when I walk away, you'll see like a devil's tail poking out from behind. My but um, hopefully that helped. Um, we had a lot of different answers. Um, <laughs> we will hear from you again because you've emailed quite a lot. So enjoy Dubai. Hopefully you enjoy it over there and you stay. And um, good luck, man. Right. So, so it says, I'm a very calm person in general, but I'm going on holiday this summer with my girlfriend and her family. Her sister's boyfriend was a bully in school I'm starting to get concerned about spending an extended amount of time around him I'm a very different person now I've been to the gym for 10 years now and I've built up my confidence in the time I've seen him up to now he he still thinks he's a big bollocks but he is wrong I'm not the guy who took shit off him anymore how should I approach this without upsetting the rest of the family that's a really good Really good question. Oh, that's, I, I have a I, I have a bully in my life that I do this to that I deal with. Um, oh yeah, you just oh yeah, you just big time. I'm like like fucking every second you get. You call him a nerd. You make him look dumb. But you do it in that <laughs> way that's like right on the edge of like oh we're just joking around. But like you know you slap him in the face a little bit. You give him a noogie. Maybe you go choke him out for a second. He loses confidence. <laughs> You just yeah, you just but make it like make basically pretend that this is how you joke around with everybody, but really kind of give it to him and make fun of him. Yeah, because he's gonna try to rise to the occasion. He's gonna try to come back at you, and you just gotta keep pushing him. And so like if if it is a thing where you're you used to be physically intimidated by him, and now you're no longer physically intimidated, then give him a little elbow, push him around, you know. Actually, that's a good idea. Be like, let's play uh, touch football and then take them out too hard a bunch of times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like when you go to tackle him, you pinch his nutsack. Like you're like, oh, it was just it was an accident. <laughs> you get him underneath the arm, like yeah. right underneath the arm. That fucking kills. Oh yeah, there you go. I um, yeah, because you're on holiday with the family, so they already know what he's like. 
So, you know, I mean, they're not going to be that, oh, that's him, that's him. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Bullies need to be taken down a fucking peg. I don't I don't agree with it. You know what I mean? I never have yeah, done. 100%. And then yeah. the thing is, too, if, no like, if you do, like, like in realistically, not talking about pinching his testicles against his will, um, <laughs> but if you do kind of give him a couple jabs, like, you know, verbally or whatever, and you're kind of, like, asserting dominance, if he kind of chills out and he's cool, then your guys are cool, you know? Yeah. So so you might be able to just achieve that really quick with you giving him some subtle hints that you're not going to take his shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Because him seeing you do that might actually, like, make him gain some respect for you pretty quickly. And then it doesn't have to be a fight for the whole holiday that you're away. Exactly. That's a very good yeah. point. Yeah, if you back down, it's I, just I would be choke every day. slam him in the swimming pool. Like that's the <laughs> first thing I'd do. <laughs> I'd be like, "Who wants to play some polo in the swimming pool?" In it, and I'll get hold of him and make sure he stays under the water for a bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, give him an ankle lock. Maybe the walls of Jericho. <laughs> a little flash. A little like, flash why are you holding me life. down? I'm like, I'm not holding you down. Put my hands up. My knees holding him down. <laughs> you just only comes that thing where you're, you're like, be... "Let go of my hand. Let go of my hand. Let go." Of my... And you're just like pulling him closer. <laughs> <laughs> just be like to him, do you know what that flash was? That was your life because you haven't lived it yet. And if you want to keep on <laughs> living, mate, you get the fuck out of this pool. Put him on the side. Yeah. <laughs> Spill a couple of hot coffees on him. Oh, shit. Sorry, I tripped and breakfast. Yeah. Hot coffee over yeah, his lap. I like that one. I like um, that. <laughs> There's or one make that everyone I... breakfast except for him. And just if, no. Oh, no, that... mistake. <laughs> that, I don't know if the family would take that. They'd be like, that's a bit malicious, isn't it? Bring well, everyone it's else an innocent in mistake, Dan, and then offer your own up to make yourself look good. <laughs> there's um, there's a prank that I keep seeing on TikTok where people get, you know, the little uh, McDonald's dipping sauces. They stick a straw in it, and then they put the straw in the in the Coke, and then they put the lid over the top so it looks like it's in the drink. And then when they go to drink it, they oh, just get a mouthful yeah, of like mayo or like spicy sriracha That's or something. Killer. That's great. That's what fucking great. brilliant. It? That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta remember that. I gotta do that to my buddy Brad. Yeah, forget that. Forget <laughs> that, Jamie. Because that's happening to you when I come down. <laughs> I'm not drinking anything with a lid on. Around <laughs> come on, take a sip. It's oh, so you, good. you won't remember. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, oh, so refreshing, Jamie. It's so hot today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mouth of mayo. But that's um, funny. yeah, no, get it sorted quickly, man. Like. I've I've said previously that um, I've met a couple bullies from when I was in school, and they just wouldn't leave me alone, trying to be like mates with me and stuff like that, because I wouldn't take shit anymore. So all they're doing is testing you. Yeah, you know I mean, they pick on people with low confidence, and yep. when you get it, they're all like, "Oh, let's be best friends and stuff like that." So it's um, don't let them push you around. You know yeah, I mean? right. I agree. Yeah. Knock him out. That's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nice, easy one there. So, we have... I want to see... This is one of our... So, this is one of our OG listeners from, like, right back at the beginning. So, this listener first emailed in because he went on his first um, gay date and it was an absolute disaster. Mm. Well, this is a, is this, is this the guy that lost his he tooth? Was, on yeah, that? so he was on a date and 
all these things the happened, one. but when he got home, he looked in the mirror and realized some of his false teeth had come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> which is a really good email. Um, but yeah, he's back anyway. So he says, long time no talk. As you can tell, my previous emails, I'm a bisexual male, and I have two different sex relationships in this previous email. Well, unfortunately, you guys, neither have worked out. So at the moment, I have blocked and deleted, and I'm working on myself. I do a lot of work away from home at the minute, and working on myself is difficult because I'm not with the family. I seem to seek affection from sex, which puts me in a bad situation every time. And it started again. A guy has come into my life through work. He works as an airline rep. And he thinks it will be something more than just sex, but I can't let him know... Oh, I can't get that through to him no matter how much I try. There's not, nothing more than sex. How can I let him know that I just want a bit of fun and not a relationship? I enjoy the sex. I don't want it to end. Mile high, innit? That's what that is. That's mile high. <coughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I deal with this all the um, time, by the way. I, I, and it's funny because it's like, it's a little bit more like I got out of a very long-term relationship. It was like seven years. And I'm not really ready to jump back into something so serious yet. So you yeah. you meet someone, you go on a date, you hit it off, good stuff's happening. And then at some point you have to have that conversation of like, hey, uh, I don't know what you're looking for. Because you never know. Someone might be in the same boat as you, and that's great. Or they might be looking for something more, and you want to kind of be honest as quickly as possible. But I think it's – I mean, it's a tough step to, step to take, but you just got to say – Hey, so what are you uh like what are you looking for like in dating? And then they'll say whatever they say, and if this guy says, "Oh, I'm looking for a boyfriend. I'm looking for a serious relationship." You know, you have the opportunity of saying like, "Yeah, I'm really not looking for a relationship right now. I'm just looking to date around and meet people and and whatever and tell them the truth." I mean, as long as you're telling him the truth, if he's just like, "I don't believe you" or something, that's that's his problem. You know what I mean? You get I think you have to be honest with people, especially in a situation like this. But if you are already being honest, I mean, I don't know what else you can do because it sounds like this guy has already told him, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah he says no matter how much he tries. I mean, what are you gonna do? Um, you could just, just. I mean, I, I will say this: I've gotten in so much trouble over the years dating and having this come up as a thing. My therapist, yeah. I talked to my therapist about it, and she's like, maybe you have to remind, you know, the people you date like once a week that you're not looking for anything serious. So you just gotta find <laughs> ways like to bring it up. <laughs> just like the little text, be like, "Hey, what are you doing tonight? Nothing serious. I don't want anything. Just a bit of sex. Uh, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, free? <laughs> Ten minutes? Twenty minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a bit of a weird email. Well, gotta let you know, and it keep keep it on the yeah. down low. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta find uh, natural ways to just be like, yeah, just. Uh, just having a good day, feeling like I don't want any commitments whatsoever going on in my <laughs> life. You know, just thinking about how sure I am of that. You can make plenty of use of the peach emoji for booty calls, isn't it? That's yeah, what you yeah. have to do. Just save, yeah, save, making sure that that's what it, his name is saved at is in your phone and take a screenshot so that he can see that. Yeah, oh, wait, yeah, that yeah. was the previous <laughs> email, though. That was the previous email where the guy was getting, he liked a woman... And he thought it was getting serious, and then he saw his name in her phone was oh, yeah. something from his Tinder profile. So we were like, ah, don't worry fireman, about it. Fireman, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fireman. fireman so, yeah. The fi big dick fireman or something. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. that's great. And we were like, don't worry about it. That's just a name. 
<laughs> but it works hilarious. on multiple levels, right? Because sometimes it it can it's like a pet name or, and some people just put it in. They don't. Remember. I'm trying to justify my joke now. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. If you've already told it, like we all we, all we say on this podcast is like you've got to be honest. Like the easiest way in life, and the best thing for your mental health is to be honest. And if you like say if you told him, and he's still like, eh, I don't yeah I don't believe you. Carry on. If he wants to get hurt, he gets hurt. You know what I mean? It's tough. I have this conversation with my friends all the time. Like, uh, there was a woman a little while ago, and um, I was like, yeah, this, this this woman is, like, hitting on me a lot, and she seems very openly sexual, and I don't know what to do because I'm worried that she wants something more serious than me. But I've been honest with her, like, uh, very honest. I'm like, yeah, I'm not ready for anything. You know, I moved to a new state. I'm just focusing on work for now. I'm really focusing on my career. And... They're like, yeah, you can't do it. You can't do it. And I'm like, well, I'm like, hold on. Isn't that kind of backwards thinking if like a 30-year-old woman is like, that's totally cool. I know you're not interested in anything serious. I just want to be sexually involved. Like me being like, no, no, no. You don't know how you feel. You don't trust yourself. You're not able to make this decision. Is not cool. You just got to be like, hey, I'm being honest with you. We're going to do what we do. And uh you know, just just keep the honest that honest foot forward, and I think you're okay, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. If, as long as you're doing your part, I think that <clears throat> in my single days, which was a long time ago now. Um, yeah, it was last week in Portugal. So lucky, shot that listens to this. <laughs> you throw me off there. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, in my single days, there was a lot of girls that thought they could, like, not change me, but, like, overcome the fact that I weren't interested in anything long-term. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they thought if they plugged away and just stayed in my life long enough, that it would, like, I would change my mind. But I always just had to make it clear that I was doing whatever I wanted. Yeah. And sometimes I came across as an arsehole. But I was like, tr- it was trying to be doing the right thing in in the long term. Yeah. Which I think a lot of them nowadays would say, like, I was I I was honest from the beginning, and I think that's the only thing you can do. It's yeah. The only thing you can do. I think so too. It's 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 a really tough thing. I think what happens probably to a lot of people too is like it's too awkward for them. Like they'll feel like, mm. oh, I know this person is more interested than I am, and it's just too awkward to deal with. But I think that that's the really where your responsibility comes in is you got to step over that hump of being awkward and say, Hey, like I noticed you're kind of, I think you might be looking at this as more of a serious thing than me. I'm really just looking to date and have mm. fun or whatever. And you, you got to step over mm. that, that, that awkwardness and, and just make it clear. And I mm. think as you get older as well, that's easy to do when mm. you're a younger person, when, when you're a much younger person, the awkwardness is there in general, I think. And yeah. I think as you get older, like you become more mature. Right. And you would hope that people in relationships with you would be as mature as you are. Yes, right. Mm. It's tough. But then I think the, the thing that this guy is having a problem with is that he doesn't want it to end, right? And that conversation is a very much a... <clears throat> if it doesn't carry on, then it's that's it. It's done. Yeah. That's, that's true, that's too. The, that's that conversation, isn't it? Yeah. But I have I that think whole thing too, I've where I'm like very codependent and based on, 
you know, I need someone to essentially be like some yes. kind of partner to me. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it, I can't live without that, which is why like this whole time period right now where I'm like still getting back to the idea of, you know, I want to be in a relationship at some point, but I'm not there yet. Uh, it's really tough to navigate wanting to stay stink single, but still having someone to like see every, you know, every couple days and all that stuff like that. It's really tough. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, even though people say they like to be single now, I think we're very much like a two sort of how to explain it. Like there's always two sides, right? Like I like being on my own and stuff like that, but I also know that I'm a better person when I have another person with me. Like I'm more confident and more yeah, myself. You're, you're, we're, we're creatures of companionship. How about that? There you that's go. That's what, what that's the, yeah. That's exactly what, yeah. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. So I think um, so when he says about he seeks affection through sex it's, it's very much a similar th- that's a part of the whole thing you feel connected with someone right um but no i think right at the beginning i think you hit it it's pretty far and if you're being honest there's no you're not a bad guy for carrying it on you've been 100 percent from the beginning yeah and if right. they get hurt they get hurt you know what i mean but it's tough. if you're having yeah. fun and he's having fun keep going mile high yeah right <laughs> that's hard. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Have some more stories to send to the podcast. You know what I mean? That's that's what we want. This episode of Two Men No Hope is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey Jamie, why so glum? Oh bruv. I just wish we could help the listeners even more. Well I can turn that frown upside down, mate. How are you gonna do that? Let me tell you about a company called BetterHelp, the world's largest therapy service, and it's a hundred percent online. One hundred percent online? So can our listeners get help anywhere? That's right. They can talk to a therapist however they feel comfortable. Wherever it's via text, chat, phone or video call, they can message their therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient to them. So will they get the right therapist for them? BetterHelp has a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help them with a wide range of issues. Plus, if their therapist isn't the best fit for any reason... They can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. Wow, that's really good. Well, what can we offer the listeners to get them started? Well, we have teamed up with them to offer them 10% off their first month. All they have to do is go to betterhelp.com forward slash two men no hope. That's betterhelp.com forward slash two men no hope. So all they have to do to get all of that and 10% off for the first month is go to betterhelp.com forward slash two men no hope. Exactly, my friend. Now, doesn't that make you feel better? Yes, bruv. That's so much more off my mind. So this thing says, I'm in a job I thought I'd love, but I fucking hate it. I also kissed my team leader on the first night, and we're now as uh, awkward as fuck, as we both are in relationships, and I have a newborn from my previous, so I can't be dealing with drama, and it was a drunken mistake. I gave up a lot to get this role. In fact, I gave up a college degree and my relationship with my baby mother. I'm trying to get past things, thinking it's just teething problems from the new job, but it doesn't seem to improve. I still feel a hostile environment, and I don't seem to be improving in my skills. What do you guys think? Should I pursue or should I move on? Please help. That's a lot for your first. (laughs) So this guy sacrificed a relationship with his child's mother to take this job, got into a yeah. new relationship, and cheated on that person with someone that works at the job day one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this guy needs a lot more help than 
the three of us can a provide. Podcast can provide. <laughs> <laughs> He's come a long way though, um, because he uh, he. Uh, I've got really bad memory, and he started a new email chain. But I recognised his name, so I found his other email. Yeah. So um, he was a cleaner. He originally emailed in because he was a cleaner at his old school, and he oh. could feel all the teachers were looking down on him. Mm. Um, so he wanted to. He asked us whether it would be good to like go back to college to improve himself. And it, I'm sorry to hear about you splitting up with your um, baby mum because I'm pretty sure it was something like 16 or 17 years or something they were together. Yeah, so it was a long time. time. Yeah, long yeah. Time. Jesus. So I'm sorry to to hear about that. Um, but you went in the deep end after that. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> <laughs> it's you ludicrous. didn't like take a break. Yeah, you just went fucking head first. Um, Holy hell. <laughs> the hostile work environment, I think we've explained this before. When you start a new job, people are trying to suss you out, right? Like yeah. they want to know if you're going to come in and you're being lazy or you're not going to do your job and stuff like that. Right. If you put the hard work in, that eases off. The right. kissing your boss ain't. <laughs> That's not easing off, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Right. I got to see a picture of this boss, though, because I might side with this guy. <laughs> it's got to be something in it. Yeah, it's right. Be <laughs> I actually, I, um, I want to see the, the baby mama, the new girlfriend, and the boss, and then we're gonna make a choice over over what he can do in his life. <laughs> and then the baby see it looks like. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> um, the the awkwardness, though, I think um, with like the boss is because no one wants to talk about it, right? Like, it uh, happened, yeah. it was a drunken mistake, and that's what makes it awkward, because no one wants to ad- admit it or talk about it. Um, so even, uh, I want to think of a different idea, but saying to her, look, it was a mistake, and uh, can we just sort of, like, move on? Uh, that's how I would deal with it anyway. I'd be like, you know, this is really awkward, and I've just started. Can we just Jesus. get over it? If she's in a relationship as well, or... That, yeah, they both want to get over it. She will want to sweep it under the carpet as much as he would, probably. So, yeah, I t- but, it's uh, weird. It's hard. It's hard to give advice on that. She might not even want to bring it up again. You know what I mean? She might want to pretend it never happened. Here's here's what I think mm-hmm. you should really do. And this is you know, <laughs> long term, maybe you should look for a new job so you're not stuck in the situation. But if you are in a job situation where you feel like people don't like you or like you don't feel comfortable yet i would go the kill them with kindness route i would be like oh hey i stopped at this donut place and uh i got everyone donuts today and maybe just do stuff like that once in a while and just be like the guy that you know is nice like i remember i used to work at this place called movie stop it was much like GameStop, the video game store and everyone was always bummed out about working on black friday and we had to get there at like four in the morning and it was a real pain in the ass and I had a really good relationship with everybody there, but just to boost the morale, and I wasn't even like a real manager, I was just an employee, I would come in on uh, Black Friday at four in the morning with a ton of donuts and a ton of coffee and just be like psyched up. And I'd purposely do that just to try to raise everybody's spirits. And it really seemed like it worked a lot. So if you were trying yeah. to do it to make people a little bit warmer to you, I bet it would work too. And it's really simple. It's mm-hmm. really, really simple. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, or you could just make out with everybody at the job, and that way you're all on the same playing field and no one has to be awkward. 
Just like have a day, like a, <laughs> like a spin the bottle day, and be like, I already made out with the boss, so she's off the table for this. And then everyone makes out, and then no one has to feel weird. <laughs> so maybe have you can even do seven night. minutes in heaven. I don't know if you guys have that in England. It's pretty fun. That's the thing in the cupboard, right? You go oh, in the cupboard yeah. first. Oh, it's, it's yeah, funny. You guys say, so you say cupboard instead of closet? Yeah, yeah, cupboard. Because yeah, cupboard, yeah. cupboard sounds yeah. to me that's like you know two midgets and the in the going <laughs> a cupboard to me is like two feet tall. That, that's, but I like that I'd rather cupboard. I'd rather play seven minutes in heaven with a couple midgets. That sounds like fun. <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of hunch down, get in the cupboard with one. That's fun. Oh, see, I had a different idea of like one on the shoulders, so you're kissing one, and the other one's playing with your balls. <laughs> I like oh, that. Man. That's good. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I got just have a back. big trench coat. Yeah, I mean, on. I'm not squatted down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or like a baby harness. Oh no, that's yes. a bit. Yeah, I can't go there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's hard, right? Especially um, if you're in the UK. I can't remember if this person is or not. Like, jobs are really hard to come by, right? So, like, if uh. you've done all these things to get into that job. It really depends on like the money situation and stuff like that, whether you want to leave. But I would pursue it. Yeah, you know I mean, I would stick it out and do things like that. Even like making cups of tea for people shows yeah. a bit. Yeah, say more. how long they were into the job in the email. Yeah, you can do that. You could definitely, you could definitely. I like no. the kill them with kindness route. It's it's worked out. When I was mm. younger, I was way more aggressive and more like confrontational. But now, when there's an issue with somebody, especially if it's someone that's not like super important in my life. I'm like, ah, you know what? Let me just try to really push this into the territory of like a positive thing. And a lot of times that will end up situations a lot easier than actually confronting someone about something. Yeah. yeah. Or bring the baby yeah, in. Definitely. Yeah, bring the baby in, bring the baby mama, bring the new one and just be like, let's all meet, let's all talk, we'll all kiss and see who's best. <laughs> May the best man win. You just blind you you blindfold yourself, they all make out with you and you pick one from just who you think the best is. <laughs> that way it's fair. That way it's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that one caught me off guard. Oh, I was having a drink. Um, I don't even know where we've come with that one. Yeah, stick it out, man. Um, you've given up a lot for it. I'd stick it out. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, True. you messed up with the boss thing. Yeah, you know I mean, that's crazy. Sweep it under yeah. the carpet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. <clears throat> Sweep it under the carpet. <laughs> oh, this one's going to be a good one. So this listener says, my mother-in-law is allergic to water, if you can believe it. And it's oh, fucking Jesus. up the holiday plans for both families this coming summer. We had a bit of family holiday booked for Italy as my side are Italian and our family is beach people. So the whole holiday is based around beach activities and our beach house we have down on the south coast. My other half is in a panic, thinking her mother may cause controversy, and I really don't know what to do. Can you think of anything I can come up with to help bond on the family over the beach? That's, That's a really fucking rare thing, isn't it? Being I was going to say, what is up with your fucking lunatic listeners? This is crazy. One of them's like, yeah, uh, I made out with my boss on the first day of my new job, even though I left my <laughs> wife or my girlfriend. Uh, my mom's allergic to water. How is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, I will say, uh, I think a lot of people go to the beach and never get wet and just enjoy the sand and the sun. Though, isn't that very common? Yeah, I don't go in. I don't go in the water. Yeah, probably because it's been a few. 
Go on, go on. I was going to say, in the UK, when you were younger, you went on beach holidays, but it was always at the cheapest times, so the water yeah. would be fucking freezing. So no way would I, I... I still do it now. Even on a beach holiday, I would never go in the water. I don't care. Yeah, that's... that's. I, I was going to say, I think a lot of... I mean, a lot of outdoor activities can be done without water. I mean, I don't know if their plan is like, we're going to go kayaking and jet skiing, but a lot of people are hanging out on the beach and not going to the water. And plus, how about this? Why don't you just pull it into that direction? So, you know, think of the things you can do around that that have to do that don't have to do with the water. So playing volleyball is awesome. That's fun for the beach. How about having a, mm-hmm. a, a bonfire at night? There's no water involved in the bonfire, you know? Yeah. I, so I would say make a list of everything that you can do at a beach house or a beach that doesn't have to do with the water and just try to influence your family towards that stuff, right? Yeah. I think that's the so way I the last oh, week when I was in Portugal, we did a shit ton of sunbathing. That's why my face is so red because I'm sunburnt because I've got pasty Irish skin. <laughs> uh, I sunbathe even though I cannot tan. Um, yeah, you told me that after your wife went to sleep that night, you went to that nude beach. Yeah, yeah, we were hanging out down there. <laughs> we were hanging out down there, and uh, yeah, it went well. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, it was you met the that woman that was, was allergic open. to water. You thought that was kind of odd. <laughs> so, I quickly googled it. So, apparently, it's around one in every two hundred and thirty million people allergic to water. Whoa! Yeah, that's, um, like, that's not th- how I'm many not, are I'm in the world. Are they, what are there? Much. Nine billion people in the world. Yeah. I'm not even gonna. It's I can't even pronounce what it's it's called. There's, there seriously um, has to be like less than forty people in the world that have this. Yeah. Wow, mental, yeah, that's it? mental. Um, what I was I thought say he was is, lying. To be fair, <laughs> well, <laughs> I thought I thought his mother-in-law was lying because she didn't want to go swimming. That's she that's didn't want, yeah, she didn't want to go to Italy. I know. I think yeah. you know what. Here's what there. you do: you throw a big bucket of ice water on her, and we'll figure out if she's telling the truth first. If she starts then, sizzling like fucking Dracula in the sun, then... Uh, it's like the, the witches from Wizard of Oz, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, I I think he's overacting. Like, I've got loads of allergies that keep coming up out of the fucking blue. Mm-hmm. And I don't even want people to know about it, but I deal with them. Mm-hmm. So if she's willing to go on holiday, and I'm pretty sure being allergic to water is a thing you've got from birth. I can't imagine it suddenly pings up out of nowhere. Right. So she's dealt with it. Her entire life. If she's going to go on holiday, she's a responsible adult. She's going to deal with it herself. So yeah, yeah. I mean, how, does, it it, how does she hydrate? How does I, she I bath? was just thinking that exact thing. How she, back like, no matter what you drink, it's going to have water in it. Yeah. How how does she like shower? <laughs> she gets dry she clean. Like... It's just a steamer. <laughs> <laughs> Just sprayed with like dry shampoo. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just, uh, I felt like I was reading some sort of sick porn there. That as it slips down her throat, she can feel it blistering <laughs> her skin, leaving a trail of red, itchy welts behind. That's that, hilarious. Hey, scorching drops of stuff start falling on the sky. Yeah. Um, bizarre, red. So I'm trying to find how she drinks. You learn new things every day, I suppose. Um, after contact with water. Even her own sweat leaves Rachel with painful, swollen, intensive, itchy rashes that can last for several hours. 
Jesus. Jesus Christ. Um, the You're condition is like sweat. being stung. Yeah, apparently. I think I've seen a thing on like a talk show where someone was crying and like their tears came out as glass or something weird like that. What's that? I from? know. Oh, maybe some no, of the I'm chemicals sorry, we I'm work with too, at work. I think I'm getting two two things confused. Someone did claim that, and it, they found out that it was fake. And the way that they oh. were faking it was they were putting pieces of glass in their tear ducts, which is ridiculous. Oh, I can't even imagine Jesus it. Jesus fuck. But there was someone who was allergic to water on one of the shows, and they said that whenever they teared, their eyes got like super swelled up, and they were like terrified of crying. That's mental. I know. I know. There's a chemical we work with at work, um, where the guys that are exposed to it more than others, they, um, it's like acidic. So when they have like any sweating or anything like that, they get like, uh, like rashes across the front of their face. Damn. And, it, and it's caused by the acid that we're working with at work, which is insane. Jesus Christ. The holy hell. hell. So it says, technically the condition isn't actually an allergic reaction at all, since it's caused by an immune reaction to something within the body, rather than an overreaction to something foreign. Um, that makes sense. It, how it works is that water is interacting with the outermost layer of skin which consists mostly of dead skin cells or an oily substance which keeps skin moist. Contact mm. with water may cause these components to release toxic components, which in turn leads to an immune reaction. Hmm. So. Interesting. Yeah. It still doesn't tell me how they drink water. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> That's all living, up, okay, living on Gatorade and Prime. Yeah. Jamie's <laughs> now asked a question, and I can't leave until I found out the answer. Yeah, right. Nah, but that is super strange. Like I, like I'm not a strong swimmer, so I avoid. Uh, I will go in the sea, but I avoid it 95 percent of the time when I go to a beach, and I'm on holiday all the time. If uh, you start listening to the podcast, Chuck, you will soon find that out that Dan gets very angry about me being on holiday all the time. Because um, I don't go on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the salty remark. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I avoid going in the water. And I think saying that you're allergic to water on the beach is a bit of a excuse to me. <laughs> you think it's fake? But then, like I said, people deal with it themselves, right? So she, he's probably only found out because they're going on holiday, holiday. and right, yeah. she's just making them aware. Which is why I said, don't worry about it. It's not a, it's your own problem, right? If I said, like, I have, I can't have dairy, I can't have eggs. When I go on holiday, I don't go to people. I can't go in there. I just go in there and then I find something I can eat. Yeah, you know I mean, it's true. It's just the way you deal with it. It's life. Yeah, and plus it's life. I, I, yeah, and I think, th I, like I said, I think there's a bunch of stuff you can do around a beach in a beach house yeah. that doesn't have to do with water. I think most of the beach activities don't involve water, right? Right, yeah, I, th I think so. Yeah. Um, so it says, uh, to wash, she limits herself to showering once a week. To minimize sweating, she wears light clothing and avoids exercise. Uh, Rachel drinks a lot of milk since the reaction is, isn't as bad as with water. Hmm. And that's what it says. Sounds hellish. Mm. If, I, if I showered once a week, people would. I would not be in a marriage right now. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't do any exercise. Living in a... 
Oh, mate, I would smell so bad. Did you ever see um, the woman on TV that's allergic to uh, Wi-Fi signals? No. Yeah, yeah. She lives in a... It gives her, like, massive headaches. So she lives in a house that's completely tinfoiled, like, inside, <laughs> to block... So she has no telephone, she has no TV, no radio. Any sort of signal, radio wave, causes her to be, like, physically ill and, like, rashes and makes her head... So she does. I can't remember. Where so that's fun. Just sit in the dark. What I would do in the house. Uh, you're really like you're like the king of the tinfoil hat people. If you got a tinfoil house, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's way better. <laughs> that's like a metal. I could imagine. That's an that easy way to start Wi-Fi. a cult, isn't it? You yeah. are the cult leader. I'd quite happily make myself sick if I could watch porn or something on my phone. Like that'd be me done. Right. <laughs> right. Again, gun under the under the chin. That's it. Yeah. That's me cashing out. Sorry, fellas. I'm done. <laughs> um, right, so this listener uh, emailed him previously because he has a... Um, I think it's a brother-in-law. Uh, his girl, his missus' brother comes around twice a month, and at the minute he was on Scientology, so we told him that it was going to be a fad and he was going to give it up and just to let the idiot carry on with it. Scientology is a fad anyway, you know what I mean? Um, and look, he says, you guys were right. Her brother gave up on the prospect of Scientology within a month and is currently now on to keto. What's keto? It's a diet where diet. you only diet. eat protein and you can't have any carbs. It's like you eat yeah. a lot of fats and stuff like that. Yeah, and fats it? too, that's right. It's completely different to Scientology. Where, how I was going to say, keto, keto from Scientology to keto is... <laughs> quite a jump <laughs> like next he's gonna be a zebra like what are we talking about here That's so, odd. Uh, so he says i've come to the conclusion he just needs a fad to follow yeah but when it starts but when it starts the cost and the mum and dad won't pay he gives it up well there you go um i just need some help on what to do to deal with the family members of the other half i feel like i've been very patient but I'm now feeling like I need to tell him to fuck off. He drives me mad. If my brother was annoying me, I would choke slam him through the table by now. People tend to take the liberty with me because I'm softly spoken, but I don't want people thinking I'm a step over and also don't want my in-laws to hate me. So he's sort of stuck in the middle there and he's like, do I knock this fucking guy out and make myself feel better, but then everyone hates me or do I just put up with it and let him so the guy actually stays at his house as well like he turns up yeah and he uh, he lives down the road but he won't go home he stays at this guy's house and that's why he's having a because the brother and sister are very close aren't they yeah so so let's so wait a minute so he's trying to figure out a way to get him to leave yeah basically to try and deal with him because he's he just drives him fucking mad by the sound well, wouldn't you like one week he comes around he's like Oh man, you, you got to listen to this Scientology documentary that I've got on the telly, and then he's like, "Oh, now you got to do this diet that I'm, I'm doing." You got to, you got to come up, you, you got to get into a worse and more annoying thing and try to bombard him with facts about it, so that he's annoyed <laughs> with you, right? <laughs> well, like, become so a preachy vegan, Dan. If you become he's a preachy vegan, the yes. keto diet. What's the the opposite diet to that? I guess vegan. Yeah, vegan is, is going to be close, right? Oh, I suppose, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Cause I can't I, eat that. We well, <laughs> was it the last episode we were talking about the preachy vegans? Because Dan, because of Dan's um, scroll, I call it the scroll of uh, problems that he has with allergic reactions to everything. Dan is essentially a vegan, other than <laughs> he can eat the meat. Meat's the but only thing my body doesn't hate. Related to it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't have pasta. I can't have eggs. I can't have dairy. Damn. Yeah. Oh, you got it. So porn. Dan's You're essentially right. a vegan and eats vegan quite a lot. And <laughs> Dan is not like preaching to me about how many goats have died or how many fucking uh, cows have died and stuff like that. I think a preachy vegan is what you need to become for a month just yes. to just to counteract the keto, and then he'll be out the door. And I say, grab a you know, he was a Scientologist for a little bit, so pick a religion too and go nuts about that. Become a Muslim vegan. And then just don't <laughs> stop talking about either of those things every second. I oh, think vegans one's good because he's sitting there eating his chicken or something, and he's just over the top of him. Oh, bet yeah, that chicken yeah, was there home, you go. Is it? I mean, bet he yeah. had a bad life before you started eating him. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring up, go. bring up pictures of chickens that have got like diseases, and be like, oh, I wonder if he has that. Yeah. Or... Yeah, plastic the KFC yeah. chickens before legs and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, put on put on those PETA videos on repeat around your house to try to <laughs> discourage them. Fuck yeah, again. When he comes round next, do a PowerPoint presentation of like what um, KFC and McDonald's are doing to the world. Yes, and then that will upset him. Yeah, how they make their chicken about. nuggets. Yeah, there's no yeah. way they're 100 percent chicken, man. They're fucking rubber. Those things. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. You can have a bit of fun, yeah. If he's driving you mad, then why the hell don't you do it to him? You know what I mean, in- entertain yourself while there's dickheads in your fucking house. But yeah. um, I think as well, I think we said in the last one, when his last email, we said, you got to say to your missus, you need to explain to him how the rules are in my house, giving her the chance to talk to her brother and then say, if it doesn't work and you or you don't do it, then I'll deal with it. And then just lay the law. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's your house. You shouldn't have yeah, to come right. home and deal with some fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But have some fun with it. I like yeah. those ideas. The vegan one's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Brother, a, a second brother-in-law, isn't it? That's a brother-in-law again, isn't it? That's two in one episode. Is it? I can't, what was the other one? I've already forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the bully... The, yeah. The oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's along the same lines. Yeah, just play him at his own game. Yeah. 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 We got Be lots of um, as much as possible. We do a uh, conspiracy theory every Monday. Take one of them and just roll with it. Yes. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Right. So, last email. Uh, what's say? I don't... Oh, wait. Um, I'm so happy you guys gave me such good... Oh, so um, we had a listener that said about you want to go travelling. So we said, do it. He ended up in Australia and um, he met a girl that he gets on really well with, but her family were a bit racist because he's black. So we said to him, you know, you can't change people like that. Like, if you guys are happy and blah, 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 you know, get on with life and don't worry about it. And he yeah. says, I'm so happy you guys gave me such a backup. My girlfriend made her mum listen to the episode and they seem to have warmed up to me since. I think it may have been 
they were more upset I was English than black. But either way, it worked. <laughs> That's um, we are, Yeah. <laughs> um, we are home anyway, and if you guys are free... Oh, this was one he wanted to know what our bets would be on the Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. Uh, are you a, a boxing fan? Uh, I mean, I I appreciate it. I don't really watch actively, but I know I know Nate Diaz. I know I know all the I know everything going on. Yeah, mm. fucking horseshit. Isn't it? Still not happened though, has it? The Diaz and no, no, it hasn't happened. Jake yet. Paul's a fucking clown anyway. Like um, I hope I, I would hope Diaz would knock the little shit out, but I doubt it. Well, I've been watching, like, I, 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 I watch wrestling more than I watch, like, combat sports. And uh, Logan Paul came into wrestling. Mm. Yeah. Very athletic. He's, he's, he's been killing it. Everyone kind of was, like, shitting on it at first. But then he did two matches, and they've been pretty outrageous. Yeah. Isn't he a champ yeah, now or something? Has he not got a belt now? I can't remember. Oh, I don't know if he has a belt, but I remember seeing him do this thing where he climbed the turnbuckle. And he jumped off the turnbuckle to the outside on the announcer's table and did mm. a splash. And he was filming himself. And it was, like, pretty amazing. Oh, it says it's going to be held uh, August 5th. Mm. If it doesn't get fucking cancelled. Um, I, I think, think Logan Paul was the better of the Paul brothers. Jake Paul was the little shit stirrer. Yeah, I don't yeah. really... I don't know the... I, I got to be honest. I don't know about the, the you know, the Pauls. I don't know a lot about the YouTube people. There's a lot of YouTube celebrity people now that everyone's like, "You don't know this guy and this guy." And I'm like, "No, I don't know. I don't know him." <laughs> you know, I it's, hard, it's I, hard to keep up with. I thought um, after Jake's last fight against uh, Fury, then he lost. That'd be it done because he went on his brother's podcast and was basically like, "Oh, you know, he wasn't even that good. I was just, I was sick during my training and." Excuse, excuse, excuse. And you just think, well, that's him done now then. And then here he yeah. comes out with fucking... Just give it up, man. Just... Yeah. Nate Diaz just... is a big name as well to... Yeah. To grab. Yeah. I really hope he fucks him up. Like, meant like, just... Just destroys him till he's like, he can't do it anymore. Like, uh, uh, the thought of I a fist know. makes him shit himself. That, that'd be make me happy. The UFC doesn't transfer over to boxing. That's the problem. And that's why Jake keeps going to fight boxers. That's the problem. Mm. No, Jake keeps going to fight UFC fighters. Right. Sorry, in boxing. Do you, do you um do you know who Hasbula is, Chuck? No, I don't think so. Oh man, so he he signed up to the UFC. He had like beef with Conor McGregor. He's he's like three foot five or something. Actually, look, I've got a little. <laughs> Get out of here. He's a he's a Russian <laughs> midget. <laughs> so he really That's is doing seven minutes girl- in heaven in a cupboard. My girlfriend uh, put googly eyes on him, but yeah, that's Hasbro there. That's Damn, like. he's scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually he's it's like to scale as well. <laughs> Look, Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, yeah. But he was arrested. But he was supposed to be in the UFC because he was going to do like a fight, and uh, it'd be so good. Wow. What's um? What's Conor McGregor? Something like six foot, five foot five, something like that. Mm-hmm. I think McGregor's quite small. I think yeah, he's, he's pretty short. Eight. He's probably like 5'10 or 5'8. Yeah. So he's got a whole, like, another Hasbula to the other one. I mean, that's two <laughs> Hasbulas to have one. Yeah, there's no, there's no way the UFC would let him actually fight Hasbula. Right, yeah. <laughs> but they would, se- they would send him in against some, like, little small guy. I, I would I would quite happily pay-per-view that. Like, uh, that'd, that'd be me money mm. down. <laughs> I mean, straight away. <laughs> McGregor might win a fight then. 
Oh, outrageous. Right. That's all emails, man. We really appreciate you um, you are coming on. Do you want to give you some time to what you've got going on, where people can find you? Yeah, yeah. Nice? I know this was a lot of fun. I appreciate coming on. Um, yeah, I do a podcast called Fun Bearable. Uh, you can find us at funbearablepod.com or at funbearable on Instagram and Twitter. It's a very fun podcast with myself, a comic named Ray Harrington, and an improv guy named Brad Rohr. They're super funny guys. They make me laugh so much. Um, we have a lot of comics on, a lot of comedians. And, uh, yeah, I work with uh, Tell em Steve Dave all the time. I work with uh, Tuesdays with Stories all the time, a couple of big comics in New York. Um, and we have a lot of fun uh, on Fun Bearable and on all the projects I do. So definitely check out Fun Bearable. And if you're listening to this and you're in, you know, the U.S. around the East Coast, we're doing a show. We're doing this, this show, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, Bradley Drawn, like I was talking about earlier with my buddy, redraws every scene from a movie and we do the new narration we're doing it on uh, sunday june 11th in rhode island at the comedy connection in east providence rhode island with um ray harrington liz monas and brian bowden doing stand-up and then the next night we're going to new york we're doing it in queens in astoria at grove 34 with uh, my buddies andrew chavone and matt wayne doing stand-up to open the show um but gonna be great stuff all the tickets and everything are available at funbearablepod.com and you can go there to, to listen to the show um, and we do a new episode every Wednesday, audio and video, so it's up on YouTube, and it's on every podcast platform. You can just search for Fun Bearable. It's a lot of fun. I, I love doing it. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. Yeah, we get a lot of um, American listeners actually email in and stuff like that, so I'm sure. And obviously Killer. Brian's on as well, so we have a few people around there. Yeah, so, um, yeah. We definitely, yeah. We definitely have a few uh, guys from New York as well, so hopefully someone turns up. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to yeah. be great. I appreciate you guys having me on. Guided, I can't go see it because I'd quite happily go, uh, go watch that. <laughs> no, I'll do it. It's are so you, much fun. You, We've done it with like it, Jurassic Park. It's really good. Are you going to record it and put it up, or is it just purely? Well, you know what? I'll, uh, we, we we do try to record it, and the thing is, we don't want to burn the bit by putting it out there. But yeah, if we cool. do record it, I'll I'll send you a link. I'll send you a private link. You can check it out. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. for sure, that'd man. That'd be good. <laughs> and anyone from another country, you you get a private link. If you're in a different country, you couldn't come to the show. I respect that. <laughs> yeah, I'll be quite happy with that. On that note, we'll end the show there. Um, it's been it's been so long for me and Dan, especially for, since we've uh, recorded because I've been away for a couple of weeks. So I feel as though we jumped straight back into it. We had a good uh, guest chuck on, which has been a long time coming. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the opinions that we've given. Obviously, um, everything that we've put forward is just opinions and do not take our word for gospel. Um, yeah, if you've got any, um, feedback, any content ideas, any questions for us guys for the next episode, Send it into two men no hope at gmail.com. And that's it from me. Awesome. See you Monday, man. See ya.